0: السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا المصطفى صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أَمَّا بَعْدُ فَأَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِكُمْ كَمَا كُتِبَ على الذين مِن لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ صدق الله العظيم وَقَدْ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ اِتَّقِ اللَّهَ حَيْثُ مَا كُنت وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُهَا وَخَالِقِ النَّاسَ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنِ او كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام جو کرتا ہے تو چُب کے اہل جہا سے جو کرتا ہے تو کے اہل جہا سے Koi dekhta hai tujhe asma se kiram, most respected allies and brothers and those of our mothers who may be listening over streaming being a guest speaker in this masjid one is unaware of the topics that may have been discussed by the resident imam or the previous speakers And having been given the instruction to choose any topic, we felt it appropriate that because this is the last Jum'ah before the month of Ramadan, and we are very very close to the blessed and the Mubarak month of Ramadan, then in these few minutes of the Friday platform, let us remind ourselves with regards to this great... And wonderful opportunity that we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us. Because whilst we are very close to the month of Ramadan, the nature of life is such that one never knows whether we will reach the month of Ramadan. Our late Muayyadus Patel Sahib, Rahmatullah Ali, used to always say that the visas of life are such that they can be cancelled at any time. So we just don't know when this life of ours can be suddenly cancelled and the person will not have the opportunity to reach the month of Ramadan. Hence we continuously make the dua, Allahumma barik lana fi sha'ban wa belihgna Ramadan. That Allah make us reach this Mubarak month of Ramadan. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those fortunate ones who experiences the month of Ramadan with good health, with the right mindset. So therefore, respected allies and brothers, this Mubarak and auspicious month of Ramadan for a believer, it is an opportunity for us to spiritually overhaul ourselves. If you look at this world, the nature of this world is such that everything and anything in this world is such that it has to continuously be maintained. A person buys the latest model vehicle and it comes with a maintenance plan. The person purchases a new house. It's just been, you know, they've just built the house. But after a period of time, he has to look again at that house. and say, this needs to be maintained. The gutters need to be cleaned. Looks like it needs a new paintwork. There's a leak that has come up here. Something is cracking on this side. In other words, in short, everything and anything in this world is such, it has to be continuously maintained. And sometimes when a person purchases the vehicle, he says, it's a very well-maintained vehicle. This house is very well-maintained. This business is very well-managed. And if that business is neglected, then we know what happens. The manager is not reporting to duty. He is going having a nice holiday. And instead of reporting to duty and supervising his staff, He is gone, and what happens? That business starts falling to the ruin, and all those systems that were initially implemented, slowly but surely, no one is supervising and no one is auditing to see that those systems are being implemented. Sooner than later, the entire business falls apart. In the same way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us His spiritual self, and Allah ta'ala has selected us and chosen us, and chosen our hearts for iman, that we are all believers in Allah and His Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa We all claim to have love for Allah and His Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa And there is a need for us to continuously maintain and strengthen this bond with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is a need for us to maintain us, our spirituality. Hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us these golden opportunities to once again solidify and to strengthen our bond with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Laylatul Bara'a. they just passed. The person had the opportunity once again to purify himself, to shed those tears of re- regret and remorse before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, Ya Allah, You blessed me with so many bounties and so many favors. You blessed me with iman. You selected and chosen me to be from the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But instead of appreciating these bounties, I was extremely negligent. Tonight is the night of forgiveness. Oh Allah, forgive my sins. Purify my heart. So the person is now purifying and maintaining his spiritual self. In the same way, respected elders and brothers, this month of Ramadan is a golden opportunity to purify ourselves. In fact, it is mentioned with regards to the Akabir and the Ulama and the Mashayikh, those who are very concerned about the spiritual self. And this was one of the duties of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. يَتْلُو عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ That amongst the missions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was to educate the companions, to educate the ummah. But together with that, one of the missions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was يُزَكِّيهِمْ to purify the hearts. Of the Sahaba Ikram and the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam, and hence you will find continuous effort was made towards the purification and the reformation of the inner self. Qualities such as pride, such as uncontrolled anger, such as excessive attachment to the material world, Nabi Kareem worked on the Sahaba Ikram and on their hearts to the extent. That now those same companions who at one stage prior to Islam and accepting iman, they were known for their pride, but now we find that after the companionship and the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu they had developed the quality of humility. That there was humility within their hearts, where at one point they always had a motive behind anything that they did. There had to be a motive. What's in it for me? What am I getting from it? But now Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam worked on their hearts and now they developed the quality of sincerity. That now they did something, they did some good act of worship, a good deed, they helped someone. And their only desire was the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else. And there are many examples of this nature, we don't have the time to go into these examples. But the sincerity of the sahaba ikram, Kiram, the kindness of the sahaba ikram. Kiram, the compassion, the love, the mercy in their hearts, it was par excellence. So, one of the missions of Rasulullah was to purify the hearts of the companions. Hence, respected elders and brothers, it is our duty as ummatis and followers of Rasulullah that we also make an effort on our inner selves, just as we make an effort on our outer selves then we also have to make an effort on the inner self. To change the external is very easy. Today a person can go to the nearest you know, Islamic store and purchase a, a hat and put it on. But that ne- does not necessarily mean that now this person is a firm believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, to bring that iman in the heart requires a much greater effort. To bring the quality of humility in the heart requires a much greater effort. To bring this quality of taqwa in the heart requires an effort. But respected elders and brothers, this is the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the kindness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not unjust. وَمَا رَبُّكَ <عَبِيد> abid Your does not commit any injustice whatsoever. Hence when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to do something, It is well within our capacity to perform and achieve that task. Sometimes a person will feel, how is it possible for me to do this? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give a command that's beyond our capacity. Otherwise, if we have to accept that notion, then it's like the example of a father who is telling his little four-year-old child to carry a 50-gauge bag of cement. We'll all say that this is oppressive. This is unreasonable. How can the child be given a task of this nature. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same way when Allah commands us when we open the quran Majid, the first juz of the quran Majid, Allah ta'ala says, Hudallil That this Qur'an, this book of guidance, it is there to guide those who adopt the quality of taqwa in their lives. Taqwa respected elders and brothers is for each and every one of us. And we all have the capacity to develop this taqwa. And the month of Ramadan is for the development of this quality of taqwa. And Allah Ta'ala wants to prove to every single ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu till the day of qiyamah that you all have this capacity to develop the quality of taqwa. What is the definition of taqwa? Ulamai kiram explained the definition of taqwa, kafun nafsi anil hawa. That the definition of taqwa is that the person develops the capacity and the capability to suppress his evil desire to control his desires to control his desires from disobeying a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now one may say that we all have desires so which desires the word Hawa one of our great ulamai kiram had given a beautiful definition of what Hawa is he said ghayr that those desires that do not, do not conform to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, on a hot day, if a person is desiring cold water, and it's not the month of Ramadan, then we will not say that that desire is an evil desire. We will not term that desire as Hawa. In fact, our late Inus Patel sahabu used to say that in today's time, give the nafs plenty of halal. Give the nafs plenty of halal. Eat good food. Enjoy all the halal pleasures that Allah Ta'ala has given you. But direct all one's attention and effort towards staying away from that which is violating the command of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. And if you look at, just on this word haram, monana used to say that even in the word haram, if you look at the spelling in the light-hearted way, he used to say, if you remove the R from haram, what is it? Haam so you should say in fact there is double harm in everything that is haram take any example if you take interest and we study interest then we will realize that this entire system it you know unfortunately oppresses those who are helpless and those who are who do not have sufficient funding and it gives those who have wealth it makes the rich get richer and the poor get poorer if we like take alcohol for that matter when the person drinks what happens eventually not only does he put his life at risk, sometimes he puts the lives of other people at risk. Look at the road deaths due to the influence of alcohol. And there so many examples of this nature. Hence, those things which Allah has forbidden, there is either harm for the individual himself, or there is harm for society at large, or for the person's family. So Allah has actually prohibited us from that which is harmful. And if you look at the food, for example, a person says, Well, look, this is haram, and that is haram. But there are so many things which are permissible for us. So there so this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But of course Shaytan and the devil will always you know whisper in the mind that yo oh, you have to stay away from that and you've got to stay away from that. So we should address our nafs and say, But there's so much of halal. So Maharaj should say in today's time give the nafs plenty of halal but just stay away from haram. Just stay away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Don't violate the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is all that is required in today's times. Even if the person doesn't wake up for the hajjud, the person is not always in the first self of the masjid, but if that person is staying away from violating the command of Allah Ta'ala in any facet of his life, for example in the business, he knows there is a defect in this particular item, in the, in the vehicle there is some form, some defect. And now he realizes that, look, it is the command of Allah Ta'ala that I should not deceive the customer. He may not be sitting in the first self, but this person says that it is the command of Allah Ta'ala that I do not hide this defect. And he says, look, even if I make a loss here, but I rather be honest because that the honest trader will be and will be given such a platform on the day of Qiyama that he will be with the anbiyah he will be with the siddiqueen, he will be with the martyrs. So I also want to get this platform. Yes, I may lose 50,000, 100,000, 10,000, but what is money? Today a person has money, tomorrow it's gone. Wealth is absolutely nothing, respected elders and brothers, if we compare it to the hereafter. Yes, wealth in the hand of a person who is generous is a wonderful thing but the reality of the matter is respected Brothers, when we were going to our grave we will not take a single cent with us so a person now even in his business this person can reach a maqam of a shaheed of a nabi and of a pious individual and on the contrary we have another individual yes he is in the first of, but in his business he is deceiving the customers he is harsh to his employees he has no mercy for them then we will say that on the one hand, this person, yes, he is earning great rewards being in the first Suf, but on the other hand, he is opening the door to the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One alim gave a very beautiful example. He said that a person has got the air on in the masjid, but in the back of the masjid, he's got a huge bonfire that's burning. So yes, the air will give and bring some coolness perhaps to the f- first Suf, but because of the huge fire and the smoke, people will not feel comfortable. In fact there was a great alim by the name of Shahim Ahtar Sab, Rahmatullah Ali was once travelling with his Sheikh Shah Bar al Haksab and it was in one of the Arab countries in the fifty degree heat. And they were travelling in this vehicle and unfortunately the vehicle was not getting cool. So they asked that, Look, is, is the air conditioner working? So the driver says, Yes, the air conditioner is working, but perhaps there's somebody's window that is open. When they looked behind, they realized that one of the passengers, the windows was open, was left open. Immediately they closed the window and now they started experiencing the coolness in the vehicle. So he took a beautiful example from this. He says, look, that though the air conditioner was working, because the window was open, the heat from outside was coming in, and we were not experiencing the coolness. In the same way, a person is performing ibadah, in our context, in the month of Ramadan, a person is making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, MashaAllah, he is coming to the masjid, he is making dua also, he is performing his taraweeh, but he has not closed the window of sins in his life. Whether those sins are coming through the eyes, on the cell phone, or through the ears, by listening to that which displeases Allah Ta'ala, or through the tongue, by using the tongue in a a manner which will displease Allah Ta'ala. Cursing people, and vulgar language, and insulting, and, tearing the hearts of people apart so through the window of the tongue unfortunately the fire and the heat of the fire of Jahannam is coming and because of this the person is not really getting the true feeling of the month of Ramadan the true spirituality of the month of Ramadan but if that person had to just close the window of sins in his life perhaps he didn't read five paras in the day we should make tilawat of the Quran Sharif but he just read one juice of the Quran or he read half a juice of the Quran Sharif But he closed those windows of sins in his life. He controlled the gaze now, he controlled the tongue, he controlled the heart and mind. Now we will say that this person, he has really fulfilled the true essence and the purpose of the month of Ramadan, which was to develop this quality of taqwa. So Allah says in the Quran and Majid, in the verse that we had recited in introduction, that Allah has given you this month of Ramadan, amongst the main goals and purposes and objectives, is that you develop this quality of taqwa in your life. And what is taqwa? That a person develops the capacity, he becomes so strong, that he is able to suppress his evil desires, from disobeying the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like we find people take part in the comrade's marathon, or the madma mile, the person trains ahead of time sometimes one month in advance two months in advance the person is running and running or the person is swimming and swimming and increasing the laps until finally the person is ready for that event in the same way allah taala is giving us this month of ramadan is a training period that every day food drink carnal desires usually permissible for you but now i am instructing you that you will stay away from it again an example we are we come from Masjid al-Nur, alhamdulillah, we were in the company of Mawainu so you will hear from us a repetition of what we learned from him. So he used to mention that in the month of Ramadan, what is it that's stopping a person from drinking that water? A person walks into his home, there's no one there. The wife is gone somewhere else, the children are not there. It's a hot day, the person is thirsty. He walks into the kitchen, everything is at, at his disposal. What is stopping that person from taking that glass or that cold drink that's there and having a sip quietly? Nobody is watching. There's only one thing. This person says to himself in his heart that if I drink this cold drink, Allah is watching. Allah is watching me. If I have this morsel of food, Allah is watching me, my fast will be broken. My fast will not be accepted. A person is conscious that Allah is watching him. That's why we mentioned the couplet that you are quiet. There's no one watching you. The person went overseas for a business uh, trip. There's no one there. He's alone in the hotel room. There's no one that's watching. But the person has developed this awareness that my Allah is watching me. Whether I am Rahu mera taqwa hamesha salamat rahe whether i'm in the train whether i'm in the plane whether i'm overseas whether i'm in that hotel room with the curtains closed my allah is watching alam ya'lam an allah yara Do they not know that allah is with them allah is watching them ma yaqulu min najwa thalathatin illa huwa rabi'uhum wa la khamsatin illa huwa hum. There is no secret gathering of three individuals except the fourth is Allah. Five individuals, the sixth is Allah. Allah is with you wherever you are. If respected elders and brothers, we can develop this spiritual awareness that Allah is watching us at every moment, at every second. And if every single believer can develop this quality of taqwa during the month of Ramadan and emerge from the month of Ramadan with this beautiful quality and sifa, then we will say that we have really fulfilled the real goal, purpose, and objective of the month of Ramadan. We make dua, respected elders and brothers, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala grants each and every one of us the ability to develop this wonderful quality in our hearts. And if we will develop this quality in our hearts, respected elders and brothers, then Allah has promised great rewards for taqwa. We don't have the time to go into it. But Allah speaks about this in the Quran and Majid. That the person who adopts and develops the quality of taqwa, Allah will create a means for him from every difficulty, a way out. Allah will provide for him from sources unimaginable. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this ability to develop this quality. In our closing comments, we would like to just Highlight and put our minds to one important aspect. We're hearing about the national shutdown on Monday. We should all be extremely concerned. Remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends conditions based on the actions of the believers. We have to take stock of ourselves constantly. We have to keep on evaluating ourselves as a community at large. What is our condition? How are we conducting ourselves? There was a historian by the name of Marana Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi. Rahimahullah. He was renowned for his ability and for his understanding of history. They say history repeats itself. And it was a historical visit to Burma. He gave a bayan and he mentioned that look, I'm looking at the conditions of the believers, I'm looking at the condition of the Muslims. At that time it was said that the Muslims were so wealthy that if you wanted to enter their homes from the front gate, you had to use a car to reach the house. That was the distance. It was said that the youngsters used to take the hundred dollar notes, they used to roll it and they used to load it with tobacco and smoke it. When they had their weddings and every single person, every single guest was given an entire chicken. He ate what he could, the rest was thrown in the burn. This was the lavish lifestyle and people around them There was poverty right through. He said, I'm looking at your condition. He said, if I have to look at the clouds and say it's about to rain, you will not say I am a prophet. If I have to look at a woman who is the ninth month of her pregnancy and I say that look, she's about to give birth, then you will say that I'm not a prophet, I can see the signs. He said, I'm warning you and I'm looking at the condition and the manner in which you are living. And I feel that if you don't change your lifestyle and if you do not turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I fear there will be a revolution in this country within 10 years Those people who were sitting in that bayan mentioned that it was approximately 10 years after his bayan there was an entire revolution The army took control They came to people who had massive businesses They said you have two options And either you work for us Or you pack your bags and leave with whatever you can take Lost everything overnight So we make dua Allah protects us from such a scenario But history repeats itself respected elders and brothers we have to look at our lifestyle we have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have to understand that Allah has given us a great responsibility that together with our wonderful lifestyle we have to also look at empowering those around us we have to show our generosity may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from any violence and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala change the condition of our Muslim ummah alhamdulillah it is a well-known fact that the Muslims of South South Africa are extremely charitable. But together with that, we have to also look at our lifestyle. Sometimes it is perhaps not prudent to flaunt our wealth in front of the entire world. By doing such a thing, we are inviting the jealousy and the envy of others. Within one's home, a person wants to do it within the confines of one's home. That is a different situation. So nevertheless, this is a general bayan. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects our community, we should be extremely vigilant, and wherever there is any effort to protect a community, we should be part and parcel of these efforts, we are a joint community, Allah ta'ala unite the hearts of a, the Muslim ummah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect this country, and change it from instability to stability, from insecurity to security, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate the suffering of the entire ummah, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. wa akhru da'wana anil hamdulillah.